Welcome to Anchor.com, AnchorFM.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room so heart your heart desires. Welcome, and I hope you're having a good day. This podcast issue is going to be on one of my favorite female artists ever. I hold her in high regard. To me, she's a female Mount Rushmore artist, and... Uh, she has definitely put in the work, put in the time. I'm talking about the late, great Whitney Elizabeth Houston. And I do have family in the New Jersey or Newark, New Jersey, and family, what have you. She's from the Bricks. But her voice was anything but Brick. Um, you know, where do I start? But this is just going to be like her hits. I'm mainly going to, you know, do her hits. Her first album is probably my favorite of her albums. But that only tells a small tale of the story, you know. Obviously, you had classics like You Give Love, You Give Good Love. Um, you have How Will I Know, which it was a catchy song, complimented her bubbly personality and, 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 and so on and so forth. You know, it was one of those songs that was, um, you know, saving all my love for you. Which was a remake of a Marilyn McCoo song, ironically. And uh, Clive Davis definitely nailed that one pretty good. But the thing was, is that her voice and her tone is what sold me. I mean, like, when I heard the sax and I heard her voice, I was like, you know. I knew it was a rap when I got her album. I just, she had that it. She had that it. And probably the closest thing to a female version of Michael Jackson in that anything they sung or did, it just was a stratosphere. And it connected. And and there, those are like acts that had that hit. That's when I knew she had that hit. But the money track was a remake of The Greatest Love of All, which was done by George Benson for the Muhammad Ali movie that came out in 1977. But Whitney took it to a whole nother level. She took that song and it resonated. <clears throat> and she was dominant, you know, success and all that but her voice I, I always say this I get asked this all the time there hasn't been another better female vocalist since her there have been females who can sing like I had a cat ask me some years ago once he said how did Beyonce stack up to Whitney Houston I said well I said prime to prime it ain't no contest Whitney blew blew her away I said Beyonce's good and she gives good runs and she's strong on stage and I might get rage on that but are we just talking vocal to vocal, mono mono? It was Whitney and everybody else. And that's still how I pretty much feel. There hasn't really been another female artist that's come along vocally. That's made me think, okay, you might give Whitney a run. Really? So, the next album comes out, I Want to Dance with Somebody is the big hit. It's a rethread of How Will I Know, but it's something about hearing this song that their production and her voice is so pure, so pure and clear. Now, people who think she was making what, who would downplay her music and think it's formula-driven, well, everything is formula-driven once you have success. But there's no mistaking, <clears throat> pardon me, there's no mistaking about her vocals being top-notch. There is no studio trickery. She sounded great. She sounded fresh. She sounded, it was dreamy. You know, you hear that track? And I still remember when that song and that album came out because I went to go see Beverly Hills Cop 2. 
and remember having stonewashed purple jeans. I remember that just like yesterday. And, and that song, it just was fresh. She sounded great. She definitely had a vocal interpretation. Um, so Emotional is another big song. You know, she had made it look so easy. And I think that's what got taken for granted. When you have that boy wonder, that girl wonder, that make it look like, like they make it look so easy because they have the skills, but they have worked hard to enhance their craft. And she was one of those students who did that. I love Take Good Care of My Heart where she and Jermaine Jackson had great musical chemistry. And that was on the first album. I'm kind of fast forwarding a bit. I'm going to jump up to the third album with I'm Your Baby Tonight, which she did with L.A. Reed and Babyface. She had worked previously with Narada Michael Walden and Kashif. But when she started working on L.A. Babyface, this brought on I'm Your Baby Tonight, which was a catchy song. I'm not Susan. They wanted, they got more of an R&B kick out of her record, which the powers that beat Clive Davis and Arista weren't too happy about, but it still did well. <clears throat> it still was another multi-platinum album. Whitney couldn't do no wrong. But to me, she doesn't get credit for taking a, a, a U-turn. 1992 with the Bodyguard soundtrack, she did a cover of Dolly Parton's I'll Always Love You. And not just any kind of cover, 40-second acapella. Who does this? Please tell me who and who can pull it off. It's not about you attempting or to do it, but can you pull it off? And as you know, as they say, the rest is history. It opened up a second chapter in her career. And believe me, if there ever was a movie about Whitney Houston that the odds were stacked and though she was successful and she had done the Star Spangled Banner she had done that um, 30 years ago yes yeah, hard to believe 30 years ago but it, this was a turning point like this was like the next chapter and this was huge one of the biggest soundtracks ever one of the biggest movies ever she did quite well to say you put it mildly that was a strong strong song and it became one of her most important catalog hits. So then she was doing uh, the soundtrack. She did The Way to Exhale. She did Shoop Shoop Exhale, which was a big song. But she did uh, Babyface. That was a big song. And it was catchy. And she did that one. And The Preacher's Wife, which I thought was another risky move. She was doing a gospel soundtrack feature with the movie and everything. But what was so cool about it, she did uh, I Believe in You and, and Me. I believe in you. She that was a, the four tops that did it, but she did such a great version. Her gospel songs with the Winans was incredible. To me, her gospel material is second to none. Whitney could go to the church, so that's one of her biggest songs right there. Came back in '98, and it's not right. It's okay. Did that with Dark Child, Rodney Jerkins. That was a big hit. Um, Heartbreak Hotel, mostly you know a duet. That was a big song. She had um, some big songs here and there with that. Um, that was a big comeback album in 98. And then um, one of those days, which came out 20 years ago almost, uh, that was a pretty sad. That was a kind of a big hit. Vogue's voice wasn't quite as it was, but it still was impactful. She still had, you know, some moments. And she had a few other projects that came out that I remember um, and um, she um, you know you you heard um, the, the how everything was coming together you know it was just like one of those um, 
you know, she, uh, it, it was just a very intriguing and very moving how, you know, her career was over the years. Um, you know, you, 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 you thought about different songs. You thought about, um, feelings and sentiments she gave you, you know, and, um, just so many memories of when I think about with, uh, with Whitney Houston, um, you know, um, one of those kind of artists that, you know, whoever she worked with, you were going to get something special, you know, and, um, you know, it just, it just hit, it just hit you in so many different ways, you know, um, the way everything flowed. <clears throat> One of her last studio projects was with R. Kelly, and, um, that was memorable, complimentary, because he come from the church, and R&B pop, and the whole nine, and it was, um, you know, and he sung at her funeral and he gave a very strong interpretation. And it was definitely heartfelt. Her services was heartfelt. But the thing is this. Um, when you, you know, hear her music, you hear what she did as an artist, you know you listen to one of the greatest ever. It doesn't seem as long as it should because she only died at the age of 48 but it seems like it just made a lifetime impression. She just had a towering presence. She had a angelic tone. And the bottom line is, her voice could sing anything and make it work. Not everybody can say that. So I wanted to take a time to do an overview of the songs, the artists, different people she worked with, and how she complimented um, so much of that then and now and that music will always be timeless and she truly was one of the greatest to ever do it so anyway please feel free to share your favorite Whitney Houston songs, videos, albums I welcome thoughts and comments on her Um, you can never say enough about her please be safe Uh, take care of yourself, watch out for one another and like I always say just because a song or an album is old does not mean that you can't find something new on it. And Whitney Houston had plenty of those. So till next time, peace and the best.